my faithful and the loyal readers and the listeners. Welcome to day seven of the Bible in one year. These focus passages in Matthew 6, 1 through 24. In this passage, Jesus uses these words to describe how we are not to give, pray, or fast whenever you don't like the hypocrites. Filling those blanks that were left there with give, pray, or fast. So whenever you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites. Whenever you give, don't give like the hypocrites. Whenever you fast, don't fast like the hypocrites. When addressing prayer, well, when addressing giving, excuse me, Jesus' words were so whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets to be applauded by people who truly, I tell you, they have their reward. Here's Matthew 6, 2. Their prayer, his words were, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they have to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. When you pray, don't babble like the heathens, as they imagine they will be heard for their many words. Matthew 6, 5, and 7 through 8. The fast in Jesus' words were, Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive. So their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. That's Matthew 6, 16. You should have noticed a pattern here by now, and that pattern is this. We are to be different than those who are around us. And Jesus tells us how we are to be different in the rest of today's passage. So in Matthew 6, 19-21, Jesus says this, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Here Jesus is emphasizing the fleeting value of worldly wealth in its trappings. The larvae of the moss that Jesus referred to here could quickly destroy valuable fabrics that were treasured by the ancients, and the same is true today. The word rust that Jesus used here is literally eating. Refer to the pitting of metal coins or to vermin, which would be rats, mice, and the like that ruin valuable food stores. And finally, in verse 21, Jesus taught one's heart truly belongs to what it tre- most treasures. And since a disciple is to love God with all one's heart, love for material possessions and riches is a subtle form of idolatry, and the same is true put too much emphasis on religious rituals. Jesus then had this to say in verses 22-23, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. And if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. What is Jesus doing talking about? The eye being the lamp of one's body in the middle of this passage. Well, Jesus to understand that you have to understand that in Jewish writings, a good eye would represent a generous attitude and a bad eye a stingy, miserly attitude.
purchasing a proper perspective on wealth results in deeper internal darkness, a more blindness that diminishes the ability to see and pursue what is good. To so put it another way, we must be careful about what we look at and what we expose ourselves to. Our eyes are like lenses that flash images onto our minds, like a film on a camera, leaving a graphic impression on our thoughts and memories. If you look at ungodly and impure images, they will cloud and corrupt our minds, so we will not be able to see what God has for us or where He wants to guide us. Yet, if we choose to expose ourselves to good and wholesome things, the Lord will continue to give us spiritual light and truth spiritual light and truth to our minds and guide us down the right paths for our lives. <coughs> and finally, in verse 24, <coughs> we reach the climax of today's passage. No one can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Which means that we have a simple tendency to make an idol of money. Which even competes with God for allegiance. But what does it mean to make an idol of money? Very simply, it means to serve money in all it represents. What does it mean to serve money in everything it represents? To serve money is to place such a high value on it that we allow a desire for it to be a main factor in our life's decisions and priorities. Our trust and faith in it, depend on it for our ultimate security and happiness, expect it to guarantee our future and desire more than we desire God's plans and purposes. And greed and the accumulation of wealth will dominate your mind and life so that honoring God is no longer the main priority in your life. Which means you have replaced God's place in your heart with something that is fleeting and temporary. Possessions. It could be religious rituals, or it could be both. Either way, the love of stuff and man-made rituals destroys your relationship with God. Tomorrow's Bible readings are Genesis eighteen sixteen through nineteen thirty seven, Matthew six twenty five through seven fourteen, Psalm eight one through nine, and Proverbs two 